Every July 18th is World Listening Day. It's also composer and acoustic ecologist R. Murray Schaefer's birthday. Rest in peace, Murray. Now, World Listening Day 2023 proposes three very interesting listening prompts. And I'll try to answer their questions in today's episode. Question one. What can we learn from the listening practices of all listening beings? What can we learn from the listening practices of all living beings? It's a very good question. And I would start by questioning who is the we in this context. I would also question the assumption that other living beings have listening practices as we know them. We. This being said, this prompt made me think of a story told to me by composer Robert Normandou in 1991 for my Marche Sonore 1 radio program that I did for Radio Canada. And I quoted it in episode 19, Reality. And I'll play it back for you now. C'est un peu comme quand on prend une grenouille qui est un animal à sang froid et qu'on la met dans un bocal d'eau et qu'on fait chauffer l'eau peu à peu. La grenouille va s'habituer. Composer Robert Normando. It's a bit like taking a frog, which is a cold-blooded animal, and putting it into a jar of water and heating the water little by little. The frog will get used to the temperature rising and rising, and it will not notice that the temperature has risen, and one day the temperature will be too hot for it, and it will die. Therefore, our civilization, in terms of sound, looks a bit like that. That is to say, we get used to it, we get used to it, we get used to it, and at some point, we're going to have punctured eardrums. Now, the early 1990s were a time of great environmental awakening and action. In particular, the 1992 Rio Earth Summit. There was a sense that this was our last chance to change directions, to undo some of the wrongs of pollution. Ironically, things got much worse after 1992. Sadly, this window is now closed, and we find ourselves in very hot water, not feeling or responding to the heat, the smoke, and other signals that we're receiving. And so we're slowly boiling to death. 
Question 2. How can we de-territorialize listening practices? How can we de-territorialize listening practices? De-territorialized. De-terror. De-territorialized. It's a hard word to say. The notion of territory makes me think of stolen lands by colonial settlers like myself, living in indigenous lands, unceded lands, such as where I am today in the Algonquin Anishinaabe Nation, otherwise known as Ottawa. So one form of deterritorialization is the land back movement. According to journalist and Canada Council for the Arts Chair Jesse Wente, land back is about the decision-making power. It's about self-determination for our people here that should include some access to the territories and resources in a more equitable fashion, and for us to have control over how that actually looks. What does land back sound like? Well, just last week I published an episode about decolonized listening. Episode 128, Revisited. Here's an excerpt from that episode. Now let me tell you a short story. On June 23rd, 2023, I had the pleasure and the privilege of attending Listening to Le Croilets, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, otherwise known as the City of Vancouver. The event took place at the Peter Wall Institute for Advanced Learning at the University of British Columbia, which is situated on the unceded and ancestral territory of the Musqueam Nation. Now, as I sat in the room on a beautiful afternoon, I, a group of artists, all women, spoke about their week-long residency in the Khalids, organized by Indigenous sound scholar and UBC professor Dr. Dylan Robinson. They shared a wide range of sensory engagements through listening to laqualets. For example, how our bodies listen through the haptics of vibration. About hearing and feeling the voices of non-human relations. About how we can perceive the built environment with new perspectives. The air, waterways and earth that surround us. They spoke about their encounters with the Trans Mountain Pipeline, their dialogues with animals and birds, their encounters with haunting vibrations, and their thoughts about the past, present, and future sounds of this region.
What they did not talk about was themselves, their accomplishments or the type of technology they used to extract and manipulate sounds. None of that. There was also no reverence for, say, Armour Schaefer or the World Soundscape Project, nor any nostalgia about the good old days when, say, the term soundscape was invented. There was no disrespect either. What we heard were different listening positions. Stories, poems, anecdotes, images, silences, and prophecies. It was quite uplifting. Question 3. When should we listen more? When should we listen more? Well, I guess it depends on what kind of listening, doesn't it? More listening with a colonial lens or colonial education is not that helpful. But perhaps we could listen more to ourselves through listening to other living beings. Maybe we could listen more to the land and give back. Warm thanks to my colleagues at the World Listening Days for your thoughtful prompts and ongoing commitment to listening by everyone, everywhere. What does World Listening Day mean to you? <laughs>